0: Righto, episode fifty-two, state of origin one debrief. Let's get into it. Righto, sixteen ten Queensland last night. What an, what a game! I actually thought it was a fantastic game. I don't and, and in saying that that as much as I thought it was a great game, um, I, I don't actually think both teams played the absolute best. I think. Um, there was a bit more in Queensland, that they could have uh, maybe gone a little bit better. Uh, and I obviously, New South Wales fan, n- hope and know that New South Wales can play way better than what they did. Um, they were coming home strong, they're late in the second half, but Queensland, typical, traditional, um, expected really from Queensland to just stay in the fight, one, um, and just yeah, just be so courageous. That's the way that I'd describe it, so courageous. Everyone was talking about Kerrigan uh, and how well he played, um, which is which I'd have to agree with. I thought he would really well also. Um, Reuben Cotter was the the surprise packet for me to see that he was the type of guy who um, plays high intensity, high energy, fast, um, fast, uh, footwork or what do they call it a nice um, quick lead drive or something like that footwork I don't know but uh, you know he normally comes you know, he comes from the back fence and he started the game and it didn't seem like he had that same sort of that same sort of zine he's been having for the cowboys but but um, the thing is he was there at the end of the game a little bit like Sama, uh Samima tofa. And the women's actually, I know, you know, that's very rare. You'd see me compared to a female, but you know, at the beginning of the game, you can see she's probably a little bit slow for it. But come the back end of the game, she's the one who's cleaning up all the mess. She's the one taking the hard digs. So that's how I felt with Ruben Cotter. Was he was there the whole game, and to be, uh, you know, to play out of position in a way, completely out of position. Uh, from being a hooker at the beginning of the year or end of last year to now actually starting at 13. Now, um, I think Kerrigan's actually going to start at 13. Now, that doesn't mean that Cotter's a bad player or um, anything or played bad. He played the full 80. But I think that they're just going to um, swap it. And it'll be Kerrigan that did what Cotter did. And um, Cotter will do what Kerrigan will do, hopefully, for Queensland anyway. Um, uh, who else? stood out for Queensland. Valentine Holmes is really good, as he always is. They all were good. Even like, even that, so the first trial that they scored where, personally, I thought was an F-up. I thought, you know, they stuffed that up, you can't give that to Billy. Um, uh, Tommy explained, shout out to Tommy. Uh, he reckons that, you know, although it was a bad pass, whatever, it was a hospital pass, if you ask me. You know, Gaga didn't want to touch it, so he let it go. And the reason why it didn't, you know, Kobe didn't hit him on the chest is because it wasn't for him. It was for Gagai. So it was a hospital pass. So he pulls out of it. And then Kobe just picks it up. And just the form he's in or the, you know, the confidence that they've got at the moment and all of those players, and he manages to pick it up around his boot laces, scrub it on the inside, and Gagai just makes something out of nothing. I suppose it was it was created for him there, actually. Apologies, but, you know, Gagai there on the spot, to get the try. and almost got our punk club off to a good start, but I don't know. It got our punk club off to a good start, but um, didn't finish it off in the end, sadly. Um, Brian To'o. I said Brian To'o was going to be an influential part of the game, and he was enormous. Him and Tupo were strong. You know, Whiten, I have to apologise to Whiten as well. Um, he was solid. He's just a gangster man. He's just one of those guys that, you know, from Freddie's perspective, and you see it all there last night, he's one of those guys you just got to continue to pick. Um, and I don't know where he's going to play next time because I think uh, Crowden's going to go to right centre because once he comes on, like, Stags didn't get the space he needed. We, we were a bit clunky. We weren't able to sort of get our flow in the game, so we weren't able to give him the space that he needed. He had a couple of chances, but... Um, they weren't the types of chances, you know, you'd like to be giving around time backs and situations like that. So um, so he wasn't able to have the impact we would have liked from him. But once Karana come on, he, he didn't really, you know, make a line break or anything, but he was busy. You could tell he was in, in the game. He was looking for the ball. He was, um, you know, he was busy in, in defence. And that penalty, honestly, it's a fucking G up, the penalty. And I think, actually, the penalty was given life. So you can't really undo the live penalty. or maybe it wasn't. It doesn't matter. It should never have been the penalty because he landed on the buddy, you know, like the, in your back. you got your shoulder blades. He landed on his shoulder blades. You know what I mean? It was a bloody tackle. It wasn't even, like, okay, things go past the horizontal, but things go past the horizontal all the time. You know what I mean? Like, if that's past the horizontal, Junior Bowler was held. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that Junior Polo's... Like, he was held, but I don't think that's a penalty. I think that's a try. Like, he got to move, he's got to get across. You know, someone's going to hold you in the scrum. That's what the scrum's for. Like, to bind and make it hard for them to get out because they're trying to compete in the ball. And so sometimes the, the opposing prop's are probably going to hold you in the scrum. That's normal. So if that's if, if that's past the horizontal for Coran then body polo's been tackled but held back or whatever um, also I asked the question last week about what what's stopping the defender just tackling the decoy runner and getting like making the decoy runner get in his way and it reared its head last night again I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Carrigan um, intentionally got, got hit Murray what I'm saying is what's stopping him from intentionally hitting Murray where is the discouragement to do it where is the incentive for Kerrigan to actually get to the guy who's got the ball you know instead of worrying about the decoy runner who's who's doing his job and getting through like like I don't know like I think sometimes that can be a little bit pedantic like you've got to bloody get to the guy like you know what I mean? And, I don't know. Okay, they pulled it back. And it wasn't the reason why we lost. We lost because we weren't able to get our flow on. Queensland were really able to just defend well enough, I suppose, um, to, to not really let Luai and, and Cleary and Yo actually, all of them, to really just zing. And uh, the way that Tommy put it is he just feels there was too many players playing out of position, which um, I'm not too sure... What he means by that? Because Tarek Sims is an ex-back row, Lee Martin's an ex-back row. Um, is it because Ryan Madison and Cam Murray were swapping between the second row and, and in the middle? I'm not sure, um, but I think Natrel will be back for the game too, and he'll be a big inclusion, so that'll help us out. But then we got to put Wyden, who was, you know, arguably our best player. Uh, a lot of people had uh, Teddy as the best player but I think most people had Widen as our best player so if it wasn't those two though, I definitely got Tupou and To'o as the next best players. so they're top four and then the fifth best player I don't know I've got a big soft spot for um, Cam Murray personally but I also thought Payne House actually played pretty good uh, for the forwards I think I've heard a lot of other people talk about uh, Damien Cook playing alright but I thought he wasn't too bad but he wasn't the Damien Cook that's a top five performer, top type of Damian Cook. Um, so yeah, I don't necessarily have Damien Cook. For the next game, um, our back three will remain the same. Su would be good in the air. That'll be pretty interesting to see him, how he goes in the air against the outside backs, but I can't see him, you know, playing his way ahead of Brian Paul like, in that game. Brian To'o was actually making line breaks and tackle busts and being able to bust through them so he actually you know throughout the game earned, earned his keep and uh, you know like if you just continually to run out eventually someone's not going to make their tackle or be there for their assignment so that's what Brian thought does he just makes you have to really really have a good shot on it and if you don't he's going to make a break there so um, I feel like he's just such a good player he's so strong um <coughs> So, hopefully, if we do get a trial, Mitchell, he comes in. We've got Crichton as the other centre. We'll stick with Kiri and Lua. I think they were, I thought they weren't too bad. Like, I think I've said this before as well. Like, State of Origin is a peak into the future. Peak into the future. Now, first thing, the average um, to the it had a, an intensity rating come up on the screen. And how they did it was meters per minute per player or average per player or something like that. And they had New South Wales at 112 and Queensland at 110. And then they had the average in the NRL was 85. So how I say it as I said this before when Paramount were playing Penrith and how these bigger games, these high intensity games, are little peaks into the future. So how the way that the Panthers have been playing has ever been playing an arm wrestle and high intensity arm wrestle where they ask a lot of questions both offensively and defensively through an arm wrestle which is pretty pretty hard to, to combat really and that's what we had on Wednesday night against a team that was still together, they're not necessarily you know, they, they're still trying to work on their own combinations and yet for a large chunk of that game last night it felt like a an end-to-end arm wrestle. We were actually getting on top, and that's where he clear his kicking game. So he was actually pretty good. Like, his kicking game, I felt we were on top for most of that second half. Like, they did score two tries. I felt both those tries were sort of, in a way, you know, the first try might have been from that scrum. They might have, you know, earned that possession and territory through being on top but I I just felt for most of the second half although um, you know they scored two tries to one in the second half I felt we were on top for most of the game and definitely that second half there was moments there where they had no one back no one back we kept being able to uh, you know get that uh, call it a box kick or the midfield bomb where it goes straight up and we were able to pin them their first tackle on that 10 metre line or inside their 10 metres And we are able to do that time and time again. I felt like with 20 minutes to go, we started this arm wrestle. And it felt as though if we got that first one, Cam Murray, we still had maybe, what, 10, 8 minutes to go after that one. But with 60, we built for that. And we managed to go back and forth, back and forth. And, And every time that they would sort of try and get on top and get a bit of momentum their way, we managed to find ourselves at the 40 and he'd kick it back and he'd have them inside their 20 and sometimes on their 10, which actually allowed us to be able to dominate them. We didn't relieve too many penalties. We, I'm sure we did. I'm sure they did as well, equally. Um, but we, So we didn't actually, like, just let them out. They actually earned their way out when they got out. Um, but I felt as though a lot of the time we were actually able to you know apply a lot of pressure they just had a lot of answers like we made a few breaks late i think we had a few more opportunities than they did um but uh, obviously they made the most of their opportunities that they got whereas so they got that one opportunity comment at the right they obviously got the opportunity uh, from the scrum and then um they got the opportunity with Valentine Holmes to make a top one leap so they got their opportunities but they might have got what, one more opportunity other than that and but we had a lot more we had well, we had the two that we scored from and we had the one where we made the break and i think we decided to kick it um, i can't remember how it unfolded but we decided to kick it and Munster was there and there was a few times we Ponga cleaned up a scrappy ball um Tino, Fa'asula, Maui might have cleaned up a scrappy ball, Kafusi, or was that the one where he dropped it? I'm thinking back to that. Uh, no, I'm sure Kafusi was there for a, you know, a last-ditch effort, so there was a lot of opportunities that we, we created in Queensland, just so uh, classy, so so determined, so, so much, I don't know, I don't even know the right words, but they, they were too good for us and they did enough to win the game. Uh, we have to be better, we will be better and we have to be better for game two um, Freddie's actually never lost a game two which is quite interesting um, where do we go better? I think, yeah, we just resort back to what Tom, Tom has actually said and we, we just pick a better a more suitable team really, so um, who did he have? He, he had, uh, I'm going to have to go back so bear with me for a moment please bear with me. I think he's bringing Angus Kreider in. Yeah, bear with me place. I'm just scrolling through here. And Frizzell, I think he's bringing those two in here. So he's got Polo. Oh, no way! Controversial. I didn't even see that. I said I agreed, but I didn't see that. But, but anyway, I actually, I don't see this being too bad. I think it works for the whole scheme of things as well. Polo, Apicorosol, and Payne House. Foster Frizzella and Angus Crichton in the, in the, in the second row and Yo know, at lock. RCG, Jake Chaboyevich, uh, Cam Murray, obviously, and Jack Whiten on the bench. So that's who he'd go. That's who he'd go, just in the forwards. And I'd probably, i probably agree with that as well. I think um, Tarek Sims was solid. You know, he, he didn't necessarily let the state down. Uh, but, yeah, we, he wasn't really able to... to um, Actually no, there was a few moments where he was able to break the line and bust the line and stuff like that, but yeah, we we just weren't able to really uh, get him to get on top and, but neither did the, their back row, was like who were their back rows? Cathusi and then Cape ended up moving out of Nano Oh, that's right. The Hollywood there from then on. Like I knew he wasn't as bad as he was. I knew it. In fresh from the bloody replay, like he didn't even completely collapse. Do you know what I mean? When he did his when he apparently rolled his ankle, like, he just rolled your ankle, man, like, you were crying on the ground, because you rolled your ankle, bro, like, he didn't, like, it was just, like, a little twitch, it wasn't even, like, like, it didn't, the ankle didn't even touch the ground, you know what I mean, like, that's when it started, didn't get stuck under, he just sort of, like, it sort of looked like it might have bloody, his toe might have grazed the ground and, and stretched it a touch, like, come on, the carry on. Um, and It was important that he actually come back because that that war of attrition that happened for that last twenty minutes when we were actually just building pressure, building pressure, building pressure, building pressure. If he didn't actually come back, they would have someone would have dropped in the middle. Like they just would have fucking had to have snapped. Like someone would have snapped because they just wouldn't have been able to maintain it. But he come on. He came back on a couple of fresh legs, like, yeah, and then to come back on, like, oh, my God, it just proves it was a bloody prima donna. Um, sorry, I was just about to have a drink of water. Um, yeah, for game two, I don't think Queensland team changes their team, which is good for us, because I actually think we were better. Like, even just watching that first half, it was 6-4, I was like, but we're, we're way better than them. You know, we are actually way better than them. They're just more courageous. Oh, not more courageous. They showed more courage than what we showed. We didn't have to necessarily show as much. Like, come on. They scored a trial where. Like, it was picked up from a fucking hospital pass, and then they scored a trial from a fucking scrum which was controversial. Like, uh... Uh, like We were right back in that game, we really had an opportunity to win it and we, we messed that up. But I think Cleary would be better. I think his kicking game is, is so far superior to the competition. It's unbelievable. Like, he just actually genuinely turns defence into attack straight away. you like, can be on the back foot and he just puts us back on the front foot. How did I, what did I think of the referee? I didn't think the referee was too bad. I thought they were right. I, wasn't, yeah, I thought the pass from tupo to Tedesco uh, could have been called forward. So if they call it forward, they call it forward. Um, if they didn't call it forward, then that's, you know, lucky to us. But the k pass, that was so forward, it's not even funny. And, like, there's this idea that when you're running with the ball, right? Now, I, I say it to people who say... Um, you know, you know they can just, you know, see it on the lines and the maps and all that stuff. And if it goes forward, we now know if it goes forward. And I've always played devil's advocate. And I say to them, no, 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 but if you go on a car and you push your ball off the back of the car, the ball will always still go forward, even though you've pushed it off the back. And that argument, right? And so, like, I no longer... I never necessarily agree with it, but I think we can actually just scrap it because now we can see if balls are going forward or not. Now, Joey goes, oh, he was running because that's the argument as to why the ball can still travel forward after passing it backwards out of your hand, apparently. Right? But that analogy that we use of the back of the car is a car. Like, <laughs> Josh had a car when he runs at, what, 40 k's an hour? Like, we had a look at the clocks and the top speeds or what? 33, you know what I mean, 38. So we're talking about cars in school zones. And when they're going at that speed, they're normally chasing someone. They're normally chasing the ball. You know what I mean? They might have the ball in one hand, but they ain't passing. So when they're going at a speed of what cars do, they're not looking to pass the footing. So then they're going at human normal rugby league speed where they're running and they're passing. one didn't even right, he caught a pass, so he wasn't, he was running before he got the ball, he wasn't running with the ball, then once he got the ball, he just, think, the pass, he just went to pass it, and went forward, so that was a full pass, it's called forward, but now let's try, try and just make, draw line the sand, let's just make a rule, let's just make the rule, where if the ball goes forward, the geonomics and geography and GPSs and offside lines and you know whatever scanners and all that sugar and if it goes forward it's ball, if it goes back it's back whatever the fucking ball and the sensor and the beeper does that's what it is, can we disagree to that or is that is that not, is that taking away the essence of the game and there's certain instances where it's a general pass but it's actually ends up floating or geometrically going forward Maybe we can put that into the ball, into the system, and then calculate that stuff as well. Oh, what do you think? tell me what you think. Three, two, one. Uh, <laughs> no. Alright, so yeah, that's just my quick little debrief of the game. Um, yeah, I thought everyone sort of like individually played really well, but collectively as a team, I don't I don't think either team, you know, played to their best which will be exciting for game two, especially if you don't have a team in the race. Um, but nerve-wracking for us, New South Wales fans. Anyway, I think we'll call that a night tonight. Uh, much love listening, thanks. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week after the game for episode, must be 53, sorry, the Boston Celtics actually, they won today as well. So it's 2-1 in the series. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can, we can make it 3 1 and keep our home court advantage, keep that breaker serve up. You know, it's still only home court. Apparently, I don't know how true this is, but apparently, in the warm up, the, the height of the rig was a little bit out, apparently, but that's what they say. You know, I wasn't there, I didn't measure it myself, so who knows. Um, but anyway, Boston have got the win, so that's the most important thing. Hopefully, they can. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, we spoke about it actually, so now but anyway. Much love. Peace ya. Yeah. Uh, be good to your mother, be good to your father, be good to your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, kids, aunties and uncles. Much love. Peace. We out here.